operators, non-negotiators, chronic bullshitters, and bill collectors. Please hang up and call somebody else. Other than that, call me on business so you have no business calling me, J. Cole. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. Death! I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. When you hear what happened, you're going to bow down and worship me like a god. From the shores of the Lake Area to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. Okay, live for me, but recorded for you. This is the Emperor's Court. Uh, this is the makeup show for this past Sunday, that being the 25th of September. My apologies for getting this out a couple days late. Uh, as you all know, if you've been listening, Mystic Mim is away in Europe on uh, business. So I am holding down the fort pretty much by my lonesome as I say loudly to annoy Lulu, who is just in the room and going upstairs. Uh, doing the show solo tonight, as she's kind of keeping the uh, kids in order, running things around here, basically filling in for Mystic Mim. And I appreciate that. We both do. A lot to get through tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to do a full show. I'm going to probably do about an hour-ish. Um, I'm going to try and burn through some of the stories. Some of the stuff, is, like I said, I had mentioned, is time-sensitive. Meaning the longer this goes on, the less relevant it becomes, the less interesting it is, etc. Some of the articles we had that were actually pretty good, I didn't get a chance to last Sunday. Uh, I didn't want to waste them, so we're going to get to them tonight. Um, Now, what did I do this past week? Again, nothing really out of the uh, ordinary, nothing huge. Uh, Actually, I'm pretty much by the uh, basics. I haven't really left the house a great deal other than doing basic running around uh, because Mystic Man being away, uh, I've got to get the kids, get them from daycare, get them home, help my my daughter with their homework and projects and things of that nature. So I haven't done a tremendous amount uh, of anything interesting. Uh, some friends of mine were uh, having dinner uh, about a week ago. We decided to, there's about four or five gyms, really within, I don't know, six or seven blocks, Pokemon gyms. So we kind of went on one giant, you know, what you would call a pub crawl. Yes, well, we went on a Pokemon gym crawl where four of these six of us were drinking heavily. And the other two of us were just kind of laughing at them and, and going along. And we essentially took over every single 
Jim for Team Mystic. That's the blue gang uh, in our city. So I was collecting some mad coins for about five or six days. I'm still actually holding on to one. I'm holding on to a uh, uh, a Lutheran church out here. Ironic, isn't it? A Lutheran church has a Catholic defender. <laughs> Anyways, so that has been the extent of it. Now, a couple of things did happen at the office, which was, and I did allude to this uh, in the, my last show. I didn't get a chance to tell the story. Uh, recently, the Pokemon Go came out. That's that... Uh, that uh, device that you can wear that attaches to your phone and allows you to play Pokemon when you're not playing it. I mean, you can have it, you know, on, but you don't have to be looking at it. It collects Pokemon for you, and it, you know, etc. It will collect Pokestops from nearby, that kind of thing. Well, a funny thing in the office kind of started, you know, we don't, there's a couple guys in there that I talk games with. You know, obviously everybody knows Legal Tender, uh, who used to work there, who I still hang out with. We'll be going to one of the uh, Indians playoff games together. He's a huge gamer. Uh, my buddy Rajiv, I still talk to, talk to with, about games. So there's a few of us, all right? Now, the Pokemon thing, obviously, is very, very popular. There's a lot of people to play it. I caught one of the supervisors actually playing it at her desk. I won't say who or which. Not that it matters, because no one really knows who I work for. I have kept that um, that marketing firm uh, pretty much close-knit. I, I don't want it getting out there who I work for. I don't want any of you fucks calling up and saying, ah, you got this guy on the radio and he hates, like, Hindus or something weird. Then I have to go defend, like, no, I never fuck cows. I don't know why they're saying that. So, and I know there's a few of you out there like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that. So, ha. Huh. <laughs> so, it, got a, it started because there was a guy walking in her office. Um, we'll call him Bob, which isn't too far away from his real name, kind of. So Bob is walking by, and he's got this thing clipped to his belt. Bob is a gym rat, all right? Big guy, like 6'2", probably 200 pounds, really, you know, ripped, does a lot of, uh, you know, obviously works out. He's a runner, too. He goes running during uh, his lunches. Really nice guy, but he gets along. Yes, Lulu, what can I help you with? All right. I'll continue to do the show on my own, thanks. That's about the equivalent of what I expect from you, anyways. <laughs> God, a pain in the ass. So he's walking along with this clip, and I I see this, and I stop, and I and say, hey, Bob, I didn't know you were in a Pokemon. I said, oh, yeah, no, I, every time I go out for a run, I go down to, like, St. John's Cathedral, and I attack the gym, and, and then I'll run around, because there's, you know, he'll go down Superior, and there's a whole bunch of Pokestops, and he'll get them over by the Federal Reserve, and then he'll come back. By the way, if you're ever in Cleveland... I will tell you this. You may not like the Fed, but you'll like their Pokestop because that's where I get all my 10-kilometer eggs. Son of a bitch, I will tell you that most of my 10Ks have come from that Pokestop at the Federal Reserve. Write it down. He's like, yeah, no, man, I write all the time. I said, all right, so who do you fight? Who, you know, who, What's your gang color? He's like, oh, yeah, Mystic uh, and Team Blue. I'm like, all right, yeah, me too. Well, you know, this conversation went on for a couple minutes. What level are you? What's your what Pokemon do you use? Of course, he's a numbers guy. He works in finance, so he's all about the the meta part of the game, about uh, maximizing the the combat power and potential of all of your Pokemon. The attacks versus defense. One is better than you know, certain types are better than other types. Obviously, water beats fire. Fire beats wood. You know, the old battle beast thing. And there's this woman 
who's about two cubicles back, who, although I've seen her every day, probably there for the last three years, I don't know that I've ever actually asked her name. I've had no interaction with this woman other than seeing her on the office. So she kind of pipes up, yeah, well, I'm Team Valor. Now, to look at her, you're like, eh, you know, you may play Pokemon in theory, as in you probably downloaded it to your phone, but I'm guessing you haven't hatched any eggs. At least not the correct way. Because if this woman has walked five kilometers at one time ever since childhood, I would be stunned. Now, you would think, okay, you kind of give kind of grief. It's it's a joking type thing. It's kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's just kind of uh, friendly shit talk in the office. Doesn't mean anything. No, this bitch is full on trash talk. Like, not profanity lace, because we are in a professional environment, and we are wearing nice suits, and you know, not suits, but nice clothes, and there's their supervisor's not too far away, who probably wouldn't care, but she still don't want to take that chance. And, uh, I mean, just Team Valor this, and Team Valor that, and I've got this Pokemon, and it's in this episode, and this woman is older than I am, she's got to be in her 40s. I'm in my 30s, so there. So this kind of evolved, haha, pun intended, over the rest of the day. And as it turns out, is as we kind of, because I walked away, and I was telling a couple of other buddies of mine um, while we were waiting, literally at the printer, because the printer was broken, and we were waiting for IT to come down and fix the damn thing again. I've never seen a printer break so many times in my life. If it's not broken three or four times a week, I would be stunned. I'd be willing to put money on the fact that it is. So we're talking, and there's a couple of them that I know play Pokemon. Uh, a couple of them are on Team Mystic, and, you know, we're, we're all you know kind of talking, like, can you believe what this bitch over here is? She was talking shit to me and Bob, and she was, she was making fun of her Pokemon, and it's all kind of, it, it's a funny thing. And it just kind of, you know, it's like, wow, I can't believe she talks shit. What is this fucking Snorlax talking to us? You know, she couldn't catch anything. She couldn't catch a cold, you know, it, that kind of thing. Can you really hatch Pokemon when you're riding around on a scooter? Because clearly she doesn't walk. Uh, <laughs> so, um, my buddy Will uh, decides he's going to take it a step further. And uh, where it was the next, actually, was, I'm sorry, it was the next day. So things, it, it carries over the next morning, okay? And, of course, while we're talking to people, and then, you know, both in person, and it's a message, apparently she's been talking to people at the same time. Um, apparently the Team Valor is actually kind of big in my office, oddly enough, among the women. Team, and maybe because it's a color thing, Team Mystic, as it turns out, is primarily controlled by the men. I don't know why. That's weird. It's not, you know, 100%. There's a couple women here and there that are on both sides. There's even actually one, we found one instinct. Um, we found, I, I won't give his name because he got real pissed when we started talking about this. And they, none of these guys know I do the show, by the way. I, I, I keep that very quiet. Uh, Jay Cool right now is the only person I work with that I bring on the show. And that's because the guy's fucking hilarious, and I wish he had more time to do the show. But I'm glad he gives us the music that we use for a lot of the breaks and stuff, so that's cool. Uh, so Jay Cool right now is the only one that, that from work that I brought on. Obviously, Samson, uh, Legal Tender, both from work have been here. Obviously, remember Eve. I, I'm very particular about who I tell about doing the show. Because a lot of people are like, well, you do a podcast, it's fucking nerdy. Yeah, well, I get paid, so suck my dick. But that's not the point. I just really care about who I tell. Having said that, so I, I'm walking by Will's desk, and this is uh, this is actually about, about a week and a half ago, because I was in the office four days a week uh, for the better part of the month. 
Uh, I'm back to doing some telework now. And I'm walking in there, and he's got, and he must have done this at home because we don't have colored ink at the office. And he's got this big sign. And I say big because usually you see, you know, people have like motivational posters or a Dilbert cartoon. And they're like, at biggest, they're the size of a sheet of paper. No, no, no. This guy brings in something that's got to be like, I don't know, like 16 inches by 24. I mean, it's a, for an office, pretty big sign. And he's got it posted on the side of his cubicle as you're walking down the aisles and because he sits uh, near one of the main doors. As you come in the door, you have to use your key card to get in because everything's secured. Um, uh, they've actually got, like, armed security. Well, I mean, they're guys in suits and they carry guns. I'll tell you what it looks like. Have you ever seen uh, Die Hard? Our front lobby kind of looks the same way. There's, like, two guys in suits at the desk and they check everybody in. So you, you have to use your little key card to get in. So his desk is pretty much nearer. So every time you walk in the office, you're going to see his desk. So there's a big Team Mystic logo, that stupid little, like, what is it, Articuno or whatever it is. And, you know, obviously it's white background with a giant blue bird, and it's got, you know, blue lightning bolts coming out of it or whatever. And underneath it's it's like in, I, I don't know how to explain the font. Well, that's not like a racist prick. But if there was going to be some kind of your stereotypical, like, gang turf graffiti, that's kind of what this is. And I wish I had taken a picture of it. Um, we kind of had to take it down. I'm jumping ahead. But it was like Team Mystic Fold Life. And it was, it was number four dash life. And it was, that's what it was. Thank you. It was the NWO font. Not get uh, not uh, um, uh, street graffiti. It was the NWO font. Wrestling, New World Order. Look it up. And it just says Team Mystic Fold Life. And he's got it right on the side. Well, apparently he brought enough of these things in, and I, as it turns out, he didn't do what his wife did, because she's kind of a shit-stir, and she thought it was funny. So she made like a dozen of these things. So I grabbed one, Bob grabbed one, um, no, I can't say his name. There's a couple guys in the office and one girl in the office. I'm not going to give their names, um, because I, I don't know them very well. They're acquaintances, not friends, and I kind of don't want to... There are a few people I work with who do listen to the show. Obviously, Jay Cool does. I don't want to throw anybody at the bus. Although, after this past week, Human Resources kind of had to send out a reminder. You pretty much, if you're in the office, you know what I'm talking about. So, he probably passed about eight of these things. So, up and down the aisles, you got these giant Team Mystic, you know, not banners or posters, but on the side. So, you pretty much know who's on who's. Again, it's a funny thing. It's just, it's it's something to break the monotony of the office day. It's it's funny, and of course, you know, these guys want to be funny. A couple of the guys who play on, on Team Mystic, they are, happen to be black, so of course they're showing us how to do Team Mystic gang signs, because they decided that was funny, and they were going to make their own signs. So of course we're flashing gang signs to each other, and we're walking down the aisles. That's right. That's right, folks. A bunch of late 20, early and middle 30-somethings throwing gang signs for Pokemon Go. Ah, America, you are diverse. Not to be outdone, Jabba the Hutt over there in the aisle next to the uh, damn window, and now I see why she demanded a window spot about the same time Pokemon came out in July, because she can actually hit the Pokestop across the street at the, uh, this uh, food court that's attached to a building, this office building. So that bitch, is, I'm sure, is luring that place and, and collecting Pokemon and, and balls the whole day. So not to be outdone, she goes home and she makes herself... A Team Valor sign. And the rest of her hen house 
She brings them in, and now they start wearing, you know, they're not wearing them, but they start posting them at theirs. And again, it's it's very similar. It's, you know, it's the the uh, Mult- Moltres? The Moltres. That stupid Firebird, whatever it is, their logo. And I forget, it was something like, it was, I think it was, it, was, it was just Team Valor. And it was just in giant red block letters on a white background. Real creative. So those start going up, and now you can't go up and down the aisles, and it's a pretty big office, and, and we control several floors of this particular office building that we rent. And we're all on one floor except for one girl who's way up on, I think, the eighth floor. And she's she had one, but obviously nobody in her, in her section was doing it, so nobody really got it. As it turns out, the supervisor was the one who's on Team Instinct, and she went home and kind of made her own. But it was just basically this, it was just a sheet of paper, the same sheet, and she just printed off a black and white graphic of Team Instinct and put it on her her cubicle. She was funny. She was trying to get involved. She was just trying to be a good supervisor. It was a morale thing. Okay. Right now, it's all fun and games. You know, we're we're acting like assholes, shooting little gang signs, back and forth, and <laughs> you'll you'll be in the cafeteria. And <laughs> And there's got to be, I don't know, hundreds of people in this giant cafeteria underneath the building. And you'll see these guys, and, and again, most of these dudes are a lot better shaped than I am. You know, they're late 20s, early 30s, they're only a couple years younger than I am. And you'll see and they'll walk down like, hey, Mac, to mistake! And they just walk right on by. They're, they're throwing the little signs above their heads, and there's people walking by looking at us. No one gives a shit. We're laughing. Uh, apparently, uh, the job of the hut didn't like this and they got particularly nasty where she actually contacted someone in HR saying that we were harassing the team Valor members. Those people in the office, primarily women, except for one guy on their team. We had one girl on ours as it happened. Again, this is all completely organic. This is over the course of two and a half days and all because Bob happened to be wearing the, the Pokemon Go thing. And he was primarily wearing it any times because he's got an office in the corner. Well, not in the corner, but close to it, uh, which is over by Superior. And he can get like three Pokestops where he's at. Hell, that's we figured that out once he, he mentioned that during the conversation. We stopped there now once a day to go ahead and, and collect. He thinks it's hilarious. Anyways, so we come back um, from this one meeting, and there's an email to the entire floor, the entire department. Actually, it was to everybody's department. It was marketing, finance, uh, IT, sales. Everybody got it. All right, so we're talking a couple thousand people got this email about how Pokemon Go may be a fun game, but it's not to be in the workplace, and people take it a bit too far, and we don't want to offend our our fellow uh, uh, employees. Talk about taking a fun thing that probably would have burned out two weeks from now when we got bored with it, or people went back to being shipped off to a different office somewhere else in the state or some shit like that. And ruining it by telling HR that we were harassing the female members of Team Valor. Because that's a reason to go ahead and give someone real shit. So we had the, everybody had to take down our signs. We weren't allowed to do our little, our little, you know our little gang signs with the, the Team Mystic, the upside-down M with our hands. We weren't allowed to do that anymore. People weren't allowed to... Uh, that's the thing that... Uh, I kind of feel bad for Bob because he got pissed. He wasn't allowed to wear his, his Team Go, or as a Pokemon Go um, uh, add-on anymore. At least not where anybody can see it. Because it might trigger... Uh, they didn't use the word trigger, but I'm, 
for the sake of, of brevity, I'm using the word trigger. Because it might trigger an argument with somebody. That bitch ruined what was a fun thing for everybody. It was something cool. It wasn't interfering with productivity. It wasn't getting in the way of anything. You know, we would primarily do it when we were on our breaks, or on our lunches, or if we were walking to the copier, we had to stop at somebody's desk to ask a question. Just ruin the damn thing. But it was still funny because, again, you just have people in, you'd have people at the cafeteria, or you'd have people on on the uh, elevator. You just walk on, you see one of your buddies. And he would just kind of nod to you, and he'd do the little upside down M, and then you do the same thing. And you've got like five, six people in the uh, uh, elevator, and just kind of like, what the hell was that? You know, and they'd get off the floor and they'd walk away. A couple of them would look over their shoulder. And the problem was, and it was funny, and I don't know if this means we have a bunch of racist fucks in the building or not, but it was primarily when my, my African American buddies would do this, and I would do it right back. Then they would like do a double take, like, whoa, is this, a, is this like a gang sign? This is this like a Crips versus Bloods thing? Yeah, right, yeah. It's a Crips versus Blood. We like to do drive-bys with the Scythers. You know us. I'm going to drop a Charmander on your ass. Right. And of course you're not going to explain it to somebody. No one ever asked, but it was just... It was just kind of a silent troll of everybody else in the building. And I wonder... Look, and the reason I know this is because I know somebody in, in Human Resources and they told me that somebody had complained about harassment. And I specifically asked, is it because of the 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 hand motions or the, the couple of the guys going, Team Mystic, yo! While we're in the cafeteria or we're getting off the elevator and they're all the way down outside the lobby. No, 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 that wasn't it. We weren't aware of that. I'm like, fuck, well, now you are. No, it's because I'm sure this, this goddamn fucking Snorlax in real life made a complaint. And I think she was mad because there was more of us. There was like, I don't know, like eight or nine of us. And there was like six or seven of them. They, I mean, it, it it meant nothing. It's not like we're like, all right, guys, after work, we're all going to go down to St. John's Cathedral. We're going to take that gym. We're going to walk over to North Point. We're going to take that gym. Then we're going to head over to Jacobs Field and take that gym. We didn't even do that. We, You know what? Thinking about it, we probably should have. Because I know a couple of the guys, Bob, he runs during his, his lunch, and then he runs right after work, and then he goes home. I bet you we could have done it. We probably should have. I have done it with a couple of friends of mine. Actually, I mentioned that. It was like six of us, and that's kind of what we did. Um, unfortunately, none of them were from work, and that was mainly because we were just actually getting something to eat, and we were bored, and there was nothing to do on a Saturday night. So I, we should have. Oh. You know what? I'm going to bring it up at the office tomorrow. I'll mention it quietly so I don't offend anybody. Uh, we, we've been told that that there are people who are conniving to lead raids on Pokemon gyms. Uh, please do this in your own time. We don't want to offend anybody who might be defending that gym. So it was it was a funny story. We're still talking about it. We're still laughing about it now and again at work. It'll always be a story to us. It'll always be a, a cool experience. But it could have been so much more. And you got to wonder how many people we could have pulled into it. If we'd actually gotten away with it for a week or so, I guarantee we would have had people downloading the goddamn game to get in on it just to find out what was going on. And we had people asking all the time, oh, what's the bluebird mean? Well, what's the redbird mean? And then you got to sit there and you got to try and explain it to them. Oh, it's, uh, it's Pokemon. It's a game on the phone. Yeah, the monsters you capture and force to fight each other to the death. Yeah, that game. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my 30s. Uh-huh. Wife and kids. Yes, sir, that's correct. Uh, I do have a professional job. 
I am an adult, yes. Kids game? No, no. Well, I mean, yeah, it is a kids game. Uh, yes, it's a cartoon. That, that's Yes. And it was a card game for kids. I need to get back to work now. <laughs> that's a that's a, a good piece together part of a several conversation. <laughs> so there was that. So that was my Pokemon story at work. Ah, oh, way to ruin a good thing. Dumb bitch. Yes, I'm bitter. <laughs> the other big thing that actually happened uh, was I pissed off Nathan Fillion of Firefly fame and. That's right. I shit all over Castle. Okay, you know what? In my defense, I'm st- you know what? I'm still right. Okay, what ended up happening is, um, this is, of course, on Twitter, which, believe it or not, I don't really tweet a whole lot, mainly retweeting and liking things. I'm a lurker. Um, the biggest bitch, though, is what happened was Nathan Fillion, or I should say Joss Whedon, okay, who did Firefly. That's how they know each other. You know him from doing the Avengers and the Avengers 2 and all that. Got together, a, excuse me, a bunch of the Avengers and a bunch of his actor buddies and buddyettes from Hollywood and decided to uh, record a bunch of elect- election vignettes that they were then going to post. And although they wouldn't call Trump out by name, they were very specific about who they were targeting in their criticism. It was supposed to be a get out the vote or you need to vote type of thing, but that isn't ended up what it being. So, of course, knowing that Nathan Fillion is Canadian... And I was aware that he was an American citizen. I will be honest and tell you that I don't know when he got it, but I was aware he was. He's Canadian, okay? And it's only recently that he's been an American citizen. So I tweeted out to Nathan Fillion, uh, heard that you decided to... uh, What the hell is it? I don't even know if I can find it now. But something to the effect of, I was disappointed to hear that... you know, a Canadian decided to, you know, give his opinions on the American election. I don't recall interfering in the Canadian parliamentary, you know, uh, election or the prime minister's election or some shit like that. I'll remember this. That's, that's a shame. Well, I got, a, you know, 20 or 30 kind of retweets, not retweets, but responses. Basically, people telling me to go fuck myself, and that was fine. What got worse was when Nathan Fillion himself says, I didn't know you had the power to revoke my U.S. citizenship. That's when everyone decided to pile on. And just so I actually had proof of this, and you could go and look at my Twitter and follow the timeline. I imagine it's all on there, how Twitter works. I had Lulu looking at this, and she's like, are you serious? Is this true? I'm like, oh, yeah, no. And I had her look at it, because she was looking over my shoulder at my giant 30-inch monitor, courtesy of Blizzard, and just looking at, at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of retweets and responses and everything from go fuck yourself to I hope your children die to you know Canada's part of America, right? There was a lot of those. That is not honest to God. Look at it. That is the honest to God truth. And there was a lot of those. Now, of course, I did respond to Nathan Fillion because, you know, you're not going to resp- you're not not going to respond to Nathan Fillion. And I told him, well, I'm an emperor, I can pretty much revoke anything I want. And it's kind of let it, you know, go with that. I, I made my point. I got it out there. He made his point. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I, I'm scaling actually back in time to see if I can go ahead and get it. Actually, that reminds me. Speaking about going back in time, I need to get something from Octale. I hate to stop myself in midstream, but now I got to do this, or I'll forget about it. I've got to get that. You've been told. He's got it done. He actually edited it from last week. Because remember. 
we couldn't use it because it was 32 minutes long. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I, right, look, I said, we can certainly work this in. That's not a problem. But I need to know ahead of time so that we can make enough room for the show. He's like, no, 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 no. It was a, it was a glitch on the music. I had to edit it down. So it's done. I fixed it. So go ahead and download it. Um, well, he, he said he... Oh, here it is. Uh, let's get that. Okay, so it's now I'm downloading. I'm going to put it on the salmon coder. Uh, speaking of Sam Encoder, since we bought this thing with pay, partially paid for, actually mostly paid for now, with Patreon money, if you were a patron, I did an hours episode last night on debate analysis following the most watched debate in the history of the United States. 84 million people tune in to, what would it be, Monday night presidential smackdown? And I think it pretty much lived up to the hype. I, I, I'm not going to go into the whole thing now because I'm, I'm kind of derailing my own story. But if you are a patron and haven't heard that yet, go download it. It's pretty good. I think my analysis was spot on. Uh, a day after, now that I look at everybody else's comments, I would say that I'm in the majority as far as all these talking heads. I was surprised to see how well Trump is doing, though. Apparently, I was wrong. I believe that Hillary kind of edged him out overall. She certainly didn't what she, didn't do what she needed to to gain her own momentum back. Uh, apparently, I was the only one who thought that, other than the talking heads, because every single poll that I've seen, except for the CNN poll, has him blowing her out of the water. They raised $18 million in 24 hours. And according to the LA Times poll this morning, he now leads in every single category, age, and demographic. If you're a Hillary Clinton, you've got to be like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? How am I not beating this guy? This guy who we've done nothing but, but you know, her and her, you know, her, well, hell, politicians on both sides, media on both sides, have done nothing but just vilify this guy as, you know, a nut job. And again, believe what you like, but shit. Uh, let's see. Million, Mr. Fillion had to work hard and pass the test in order to become a U.S. citizen. He earned his right to vote. Never said he didn't. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's see. A couple. Of, I'm just looking for some of these. Uh, I, there's just so many of these things coming at me. Uh, far worse. You're an asshole. Uh, that one's about Trump. I don't see why he and others don't have a right to voice their opinions, free speech, not interference. No, Marianne Cora Jones, it is interference. And I'll get to that in a minute. Did Canada, did Canada defect from North America? From Lisa Hunt. Did Canada defect from North America? All right. I know stupid people have a right to representation. Who knew they could arbitrarily remove citizenship? Uh, it's okay for Trump to request that Putin interfere. Okay, well, that's obviously taken out of quote, taken way out of context. States don't live in a vacuum. What affects the U.S. impacts Canada. The stink drifts north. And I feel for you because you're on the border with Michigan. I get that. Just because you have a dual citizenship doesn't make you American, only on paper state of our politics. So one person agrees with me. Back off, Empress Court. Don't be rude and disrespectful to Nathan Fillion. There's no need for that behavior. 
All I said was stay out of our politics, asshole. Well, okay, I didn't say asshole. I just said it was a shame. I was disappointed. Canada and the U.S. make up most of North America. So that being said, we still count them as Americans. You are welcome in our verse forever, Captain. Fuck you, Emperor's Court. So you see where this is going. I was just astounded by the amount of people making the argument that Nathan Fillion has every right to talk about it, not because he's a U.S. citizen, but because he's Canadian, and Canada is part of the U.S. It's part of America. Or the few that has made the distinction is part of North America. What? What? Oh, my God. And I am the stupid one. It makes my brain hurt. I don't even know. And you know what? A lot of these... I, I, folks, I, I've, we've... We have an estimate. I can't count them. I don't have the time. I've probably received about 600 replies, likes, or retweets. And the likes and retweets were people liking the people who were shitting all over me. Now, I understand that. When you go after somebody with that kind of following, I am a fan of Nathan Fillion, obviously from Firefly. Castle, eh, not so much. I thought he carried that show pretty much by himself. I think a supporting cast was awful across the board. Other than Molly Quinn, she's a babe. Aside from that, pretty much on his own. But I'm tired of the music industry and these... Uh, for all the talk of the, the top 1%, you know, they control too much, really, because they're the ones who are basically funding the campaign for Hillary Clinton. There's nobody giving money to Donald Trump. Certainly not that at that tier. The Koch brothers aren't. All the high, the high rollers in the Republican Party, and there aren't near as many, they aren't bankrolling uh, Donald Trump. They are bankrolling... Hillary Clinton. George Soros, for instance. I can stop right there. You know where that's going. I'm tired of these actors and singers and comedians and everybody else who who are these famous people, these celebrities, quote-unquote, who believe that somehow their opinion means more than mine. Who, because they are celebrities, decide to get behind a microphone, and this is on both sides, but primarily Democrats, because if you're smart, and you're in Hollywood and Republican, you keep your mouth shut. Not everybody can be Bruce Willis. You don't see Adam Sandler out there uh, tooting his horn about his Republican leanings, do you? No. They even got Robert Downey Jr. to do part of this uh, this vignette that they all these vignettes they recorded. Now, granted, he kind of skirts away from landing any of those kind of punches because he's Republican. Doesn't mean he necessarily likes Trump. A lot of them don't. It just pisses me off. No, your opinion does not matter more than mine. No, because you have a microphone that can reach millions and because you're using your celebrity trade on it to try to back somebody into the White House is bullshit. And that goes for on both sides. Yes, you are allowed to have your opinion. Yes, you are allowed to vote who you want. That's fine especially somebody who has dual citizenship who only recently became an American. Yeah, I got a problem with that when you go on uh, immediately, go on to uh, a, uh, again, a production like this with the guy who happened to have made your TV show, you know, 12, 15 years ago and shit all over one of the candidates who's running for president. There's a reason why George Clooney movies don't do as well as they used to. Look it up. When you're that big of a vocal asshole and you have to be wrong a lot of the times, you know what? There's going to be some blowback. Everybody used to crap all over Michael Jordan. And I say by everybody. The African-American community, and this is true, would crap on Michael Jordan all the time. 
for years because he didn't come out and he wasn't at the forefront of whatever agenda they were trying to push at the time. And the reason why is he said, look, Republicans buy sneakers too. And he's right. He plays it down the middle. Is he a Republican? No. Is he conservative? No. Does he quietly support a lot of these different agendas and a lot of these different candidates? Yes. But he's smart enough to know that you can't piss off both sides because if you piss off one, you're going to lose all that business. And it's not just that. I think he's smart enough to realize his opinion is the same as mine or yours, as long as you're an American. As long as you can cast a vote in this country. As long as you were born here. No, <laughs> I kid. I am, however, disappointed, but not surprised, that these people continue to pile up, continue to go out of their way to make these, you know, have these concerts and 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 post these these uh, 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 insane tirades. Jesus Christ! They had a news thing yesterday on Kim Kardashian finally clarifying who she's going to support and vote for in the upcoming election. Is there a person within the sound of my voice who is going to be swayed for their political leanings by Kim Kardashian's support of that said political leaning? If Kim Kardashian came out today and said that she's going to support puppies, you know what? I'm going to change my animal lover tag, drown them, fuck them, euthanize them all. Because if that woman is supporting something, there's something wrong with it. She likes cats? Sorry, Minerva. You're going to the dumpster. The world is not right. She's got three brain cells rubbed together. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I don't. I made it very clear who I believe is going to win. I think it still is probably going to be Hillary. I made it very clear that I don't like her at all. I like Trump less. Well, I, 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 tr- I like Trump a lot more. I don't particularly care for him. He's not the ultimate candidate that I wish we would have had. I didn't particularly like the people we did have to select from, truth be told. But I detest Hillary Clinton. But that's my opinion. And I'm not telling you who to vote for. We talk politics on here because it's a matter of discussion. It's something we talk about all the time. We have people from differing points of view. It's entertainment. It's a lot different than, say, oh, I don't know, uh, Joss Whedon going up there and, and, again, doing something like this, putting money money into a professional production to shit all over one candidate and not the other and prop up the other candidate. Joss Whedon's not in the political circles. He's not making political movies. He's not doing political podcasts all the time. This isn't something he normally does. It's election time. They need him to step up because Hillary is now losing in the polls. Almost all of them. Not by much. By very little. In most of them. By by a bit more in some. But she was way the hell ahead just three weeks ago. So, yes, actually, I'm still getting the occasional retweet and response from Nathan Fillion fans. I got some more when I was tweeting about the debates last night. Um, and I didn't get a whole... And, and I, I follow quite a few people on 
the Democratic side. I follow a lot of people on the conservative side. And not just, you know, general, you know, Joe Schmoes like myself, but, you know, reporters and, and pundits and things like that. And it's interesting. I got very little in the way of people, you know, tweeting me about my uh, support of, I mean, I get a whole lot of people, and I, I thought I called it pretty much down the middle. When Clinton scored points, I said as much. When Trump scored points, I said as much. I'm not going to go into the full analysis now because that is primarily on my patron podcast. Again, you should go and listen to it. But even on Twitter, while the thing was going on, I was pretty much going back and forth, and I was being, again, I thought relatively fair, considering my obvious bias, which I don't shy away from. But I had people coming after me because of my criticism of Clinton and coming after me for my support of Trump. It was very clearly one-sided, the people coming after me. Very few people came after me because I criticized Trump. Because my criticisms, again, I thought were very valid. I had very few people coming to me and, and retweeting my support of Trump when he had it. When I said something nice about Clinton, I get 5, 10, 15 retweets of that. And it's, it's just interesting. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. And obviously... I don't have any scientific data for this. This is simply anecdotal. This is all from my point of view, based on a few hours of one night during the debate. But it was 95% from the left. People either coming after me for criticism of Clinton, coming after me because I said something kind about Trump, or coming after me to pat me on the back because I said something positive about Clinton. Has the country been more divisive in its, in its history? Well, yeah, I mean, we did split the country in two and have a war. There was that. But over the last, I'd say eight years primarily, but I think it started really in the Bush era when Gore lost it because of the uh, recounts in Florida, which, by the way, do your research, came out with Bush ahead by more than a few. That's when it started. Before that, yeah, you could have the friendly rivalry. You could have people crossing over to vote here, crossing over to vote there. Not anymore. Now it's digger trenches, keep your powder dry, kitty bar the door. I see one of the pundits, actually more than a few, I should take that back, who are talking about and commenting on the fact that Hillary Clinton seems to be speaking to you know, these small, intimate groups of 50, 100, couple hundred people at most. Whereas Trump is now filling, and has been, basically since the primaries, filling up stadiums full of people. Today, he had some rally for, what, 15,000 people, with another estimated 12,000 outside who couldn't get in, didn't have tickets. And this is happening all over the country and has been for the better part of a year. And the question is now is, well, if this is the case, then, you know, why are we looking at the polls the way we are? Why are the polls as close as they are? Why do the polls have Clinton ahead? Well, you got to remember, keep in mind, Hillary was still playing to those kind of crowds. Bernie Sanders was packing them in, but it didn't equate to wins. He won quite a few states, but he didn't win the nomination. Now, you take away those superdelegates, you get a closer story. 
But the momentum, the enthusiasm seems to be all Trump. Now keep in mind, folks, we're still a long way to November. That can change. And we still have two more debates to go. But they need to hit Trump a hell of a lot harder in these debates than they are. And I thought Clinton got the better of him in the second half of the debate. I think he clobbered her in the first half. And maybe that's the problem for her. Is maybe enough people watched the first half hour and saw Trump just leveling her uh, jobs, the economy, on her emails, and then got bored with it and tuned out. It's 90 minutes, folks. That's a lot of time to have to sit there and listen to bullshit being slung from both sides and listen to Lester Holt not even bother to pretend to play both sides. He was after Trump from the word go. And don't tell me the Clinton campaign didn't get in the ear of NBC after what they perceived as Matt Lauer letting Trump kind of just have his way in their last little discussion a couple weeks ago. He kept on asking Trump follow-up, 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 follow-up questions, even when it wasn't necessary, for bullshit reasons, like the birther issue. You think anybody gives a fuck about that anymore? No. It's a dead subject. How about we talk about something that matters to me and matters to the country? Not about the guy who's about to leave office and never affect anything to begin with. No, we're going to have two more follow-up questions to that. Do you know how many follow-up questions he asked to Hillary Clinton? Not... One. In the history of the modern presidential debate, that has not happened. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. So there you go. That takes care of the politics. That takes care of the nonsense with Nathan Fillion. Still love you in Firefly, but on a personal level, you can go fuck yourself. Keep your nose out of the politics. Worry about getting Firefly on the internet. Just do that. We'll go from here. Now, a couple of news stories. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of these. One of these I actually heard about today, and I had to find this. Some AI, it's Sony, has actually, have, what they do is they, they downloaded the entire song catalog of the Beatles. Breaking news. Former Israeli President Nobel Peace Prize winner Shimon Perez dies at 93. Our thoughts and prayers out to his family and to our friends in Israel. President Perez was a um, a well-known commodity for those of us here in the States who pay attention to international politics. He was a very good ally of the United States. <clears throat> uh, this is from Fox News, although you can get the story anywhere. There'll never be a bona fide Beatles reunion. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to explain. Sony has an AI computer. They downloaded the entire catalog of the Beatles songs into this computer and then wrote some kind of program, and then has the computer then create its own songs. It's basically creating songs like the Beatles. Lyrics, music, everything. And they're releasing a full album of this shit. All right. There'll never be a bona fide Beatles reunion, but scientists at Sony's CSL Research Lab have come up with an alternative. A song written by artificial intelligence that sounds like something that could have been penned by the Fab Four. Quartz calls Daddy's Car, the lab's first attempt at an AI-generated pop tune, pretty good, quote-unquote. In a blog post, researchers explain how they went about creating this catchy tune, as well as Mr. Shadow, an American Standards-type song in the style of Gershwin, Berlin, and Ellington. 
The lab's flow machine software analyzes various musical styles and composers from an enormous song repository, then, quote, exploits unique combinations of style transfer, optimization, and interaction techniques to come up with a new song in the desired style. There is actually a human element to all of it. A composer, in this case, Frenchman Benoit Carré, takes the melodies and harmonies spit out by the algorithm, writes the lyrics, and then produces and mixes it all together. Which is all rather neat, except for a couple of things. First, it sounds somewhat emotionless, or as Vokadev puts it, quote, a bit like the Beatles on antidepressants. And honestly, the harmonies hover close to Beach Boys territory. And I'll be honest, I'm a huge Beach Boys guy. I think you remember that. Me and Highlander both share that, uh, the love of the Beach Boys. I've heard the song, and it does. It does have that kind of, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? Pet Animals kind of flavor to it. Digital Trends also points out that it muddles what's considered original music and what's not meaning the technology. Uh, God, that's very poorly written. Horrible grammar. Let's try that again. It points out that it muddles what's considered original music and what's not. Seriously missing some commas. Meaning that technology, quote, could either be seen as a threat to musicians or prove to be a viable tool that supplements human creativity. A robots recently judged a beauty contest with controversial results. Okay, so apparently it wasn't enough to have um, Big Blue or Watson. Watson, a friend of the show, by the way. We haven't had him on in a long time. wasn't enough to have them just kind of uh, chiming in now and again. Um, yeah, yeah, we can get that. Hang on. Let me see if I can actually get the song and play it. It's a kind of a it's a story that just kind of came out today, and I'm kind of shoehorning it shoehorning it in to the uh, show because I this wasn't actually on my list of uh, stuff to talk about. Yeah, let me grab it right. I'm grabbing it right now. We're gonna play it and we're gonna break this thing down. <laughs> Remember when I said this was only gonna be about an hour show? Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. All right, let's download this pig and get it in here. It's called Daddy's Car. Interesting choice. All right. Uh, All right, let's cue this thing up. Let me pot it up and hit it. I've just been talking this entire time and none of it was recorded. 
Yeah, I think that's the case. I hit the mic, but I didn't hit the light. So it wasn't recording. Jesus Christ, I've been talking for the last 15 minutes and none of it was recorded. Oh, God. Oh, fucking shoot me. <laughs> oh, man. That means I have to go back and edit this file, too, because it'd be this giant dead air. We're like, what the hell happened? Did he pass out? Okay. Well, for those who were interested, uh, the articles I just did and actually commented on, um, <clears throat> I did the video game lawyers uh, in Montreal discussing esports rules. I did the thing that Stephen King compares Donald Trump to Cthulhu, and Cthulhu issues an angry denial. And uh, I did the part where... Uh, um, Oh, there's another one I just did that I actually found on the fly. Ah, fuck. I'm sorry, folks. I love you. I'm not going back and redoing it all. Let's just get to You've Been Told. You've Been Told is a short-form commentary segment for The Emperor's Court, written and produced by Octale. Check me out on Twitter, at TheOctale. And I want to welcome you to you've been told this week from the middle of the basket of deplorables right in between Dave Rubin Steve Crowder and Milo Yiannopoulos this is prime territory I staked it out early just like I staked out my territory in hell between Sam Kinison and George Carlin going to be a blast and by the way, this is the only thing I'm going to say about the Basket of Deplorables comment. Um, somebody in the Trump camp is the smartest guy in the room. Because uh, Reich Marshall Clinton just got finished saying Basket of Deplorables. And within like 36 hours, that clip was being played in front of a group of hardworking blue-collar Americans that the Democrats haven't given a crap about in 25 years, and Donald Trump is pointing at that clip saying, by the way, she's talking about you, which, of course, she is, as well as the rest of the bourgeois coastal elites for which doing an honest day's work for an honest day's pay is beneath them. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about sports today. Because it is becoming increasingly hard for someone such as myself who enjoys American sports but lives abroad to partake in American sports, either live or, like most other people do, via replays on either the internet or on sports TV shows or however you, however you get them. And here's an example of what I'm talking about. If you went to NFL.com a year ago and you went to look for highlights, say you wanted to see both highlights from the Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets, and you wanted to see both uh, good plays from that game, you could go to NFL.com and you could call up the game cast for Cleveland Browns at New York Jets. And you could watch a 55-second video that contained both good plays from that, from that game with the highlight show commentary underneath it, which is part of the entertainment value of watching the highlights in the first place, is to listen to the analysts talk about what happened, to see sort of the slow-motion replays 
um, and watch the watch the analysts and the the uh, commentators on the show sort of go back and forth and and talk about the game and what happened and and sort of get real insight as to what was happening in the game. Well, it's the new NFL season, and I tried to watch the highlights of Week One on Wednesday morning last week before I went to work. And I got to see all the highlights, but there's no highlight show commentary underneath them. Now, I can go to ESPN.com and watch a 50-second version of what happened in the game and get the SportsCenter commentary underneath it, but the full five-minute highlight package showing changes in momentum in the game or important turnovers or scoring opportunities and and all of the analysis that goes with that is now apparently unavailable to me. Now, it's only been week one. We'll see what happens after this weekend. Maybe I have to watch the games or watch the highlights of the games on Tuesday morning or Monday morning, you know, sort of catch them when they're right, the highlight reels when they're fresh. But... It seems like I have lost some of the value of being able to watch the game or watch the highlights of the games uh, in in sort of real time after the fact with the, the highlight show commentary over them, which gets me into sort of another thing, and that's as both the NFL and the NBA become more popular. The services that they're providing to people like me who don't live in any market in America for which I get in-market games, um, it's becoming tougher and tougher or more expensive year to year to get decent quality service to watch ball games. So, for example, the NFL has a season-plus Package that is that I can watch every NFL game live, including the playoffs and the Super Bowl, and I will have access through July 31st, 2017. And that costs 2,300 uh, Norwegian kroner, which is on the order of about 300 bucks. And this entitles me to live. Games and re, uh, games on replay in HD. I can watch on multiple devices. I can watch the NFL Network live. I have access to NFL Red Zone. I have access to what they call condensed games, which are an entire game played in 30 minutes without the commercials. Um, I can download games if I want to onto my onto my mobile devices. I'll get the playoffs in the Super Bowl, etc., etc. And for 300 bucks, maybe that's not the worst deal in the whole world. It seems like you could get a lot of content. It would be fun to take advantage of the red zone, uh, especially on a Sunday like today when I don't work and I could, you know, start it up at 7 p.m. my time and catch the early kickoffs and watch them all the way through until like 10.30 and then watch the first quarter or so of the late games. And catch the Monday night game sort of on Tuesday morning or whatever. Or Tuesday afternoon. On the other hand, the NBA is really an example of where things have gotten a lot worse. So what the NBA used to have was something called the League Pass International version. And that cost about what the 
NFL package costs this year. And you got everything that the top domestic league pass package got you. So you got all the games from all the teams in the regular season and the playoffs and the All-Star game. Live and and in on-demand format if you wanted them. Um, You know, all this is really good package. So they have three pack. The NBA has three packages now. Regular NBA TV for about nine bucks a month. NBA League Pass for a skosh under thirty bucks a month, and the NBA League Pass Premium for a skosh under forty bucks a month. Now, the $10 that you'd pay for the Elite Pass Premium gets you some things that are valuable, but not necessarily all that much. So, the cost difference gets you the ability to choose which set of announcers that you listen to, so you never have to listen to the announcers from Detroit or Sacramento or... Um, San Antonio or Cleveland. Sorry, Emperor. Um, so you don't have to listen to any of the, some of the, any of the really bad, uh, really Bastard. bad announced teams, and you can transition to some of the better announced teams that are out there. But they're still the local announced teams. So I'm just pausing this a minute. I don't disagree with this comment when it comes to bad broadcasting. Uh, Joe Tate, who is one of my idols, he was the voice of Cavaliers for thirty some years. Retired. A few years back. When he retired, pretty much the voice the Cavaliers went with him because the guys we have now suck. Back to Octale. Oh, your mileage may vary. Um, you also get access to NBA TV, which is not that important. You get Spanish language feeds for the extra 10 bucks a month, and you get access to the video vault, which, whatever, whatever that is... Uh, Premier NBA historical video with classic NBA games, original NBA TV shows, and documentaries whenever you want. So you can watch all of the Chicago Jordan title wins if you want to. And some, some like old school 80s Lakers versus Celtics stuff too that I've taken advantage of in the past when I've had the league pass. So... This is in part a function of the NBA becoming wildly more popular than it has been in, say, or than it has been, say, five years ago. And this is bad for somebody like me. If I want to be able to watch the good and, uh, or want to watch a good game with the good announcers to really enjoy um, my basketball watching experience I have to buy the premium league pass for the extra six or eight or ten bucks a month Um, however the currency converts if I didn't care or if I was one of those people who watched the games on mute um, then I could get the home only version and that would be just fine so The other thing that we really need to talk about to sort of tie this off is it's also impossible to listen to an NFL or an NBA game on the radio now. And the radio calls are essentially given away for free. 
Except for me, because I live in Europe. And that seems wrong to me. My name is Atil, and you've been told. Let's go back to the Emperor and the rest of the Emperor's court. Well, the rest of the court can go fuck themselves because they ain't here tonight. All right, I find this very strange, and I will comment on this, and, and I will comment and kind of get in there on his little his his stomping of the NBA and the NFL as I put my feet up here uh, on this other chair because I, I agree, and I agree wholeheartedly, um, and mainly my bitch comes from the Major League Baseball. A couple weeks ago, the Major League Baseball was airing, um, they had a free game. You can pay for their service, and you can watch out-of-town games. Like, say, the Indians are playing, at the time, they were playing home against uh, uh, Chicago. Okay? Well, no, they were, were they, I'm sorry, it was Houston they were playing. And I think it was, it was a free game. They were playing, I think, in Cleveland. It was a noon game. All right? Now, I'm working at my, I was actually at home, I was working at my computer here, all right, and I have Whopper set up, and my 30-inch is above where my laptop would normally be stationed, all right? Now, in order to watch from my TV, from where we do the show, I would have to turn around, rotate my chair all the way around, and look across the basement, across the war room, over to where the, the TV is, okay? Now, there's a pole in my basement keeping, you know, a support pole keeping the roof up because it's a very large basement. So half the screen is going to be obscured. Uh, basically, I don't watch TV when I'm working from home. One, I find it distracting. I like to concentrate on what I'm doing. But the bottom line is uh, it's not really convenient. It doesn't really work. I could turn the volume all the way up and just listen to the broadcast and, and you know, just pretend it was a radio uh, program. But I don't. So the Indians are tweeting out saying, hey, you can watch on Major League Baseball, MLBlive.com. We'll be streaming one free game a day or one free game a week. This week, it's the Cleveland Indians and the Houston Astros. Go ahead and watch it live. So I did. I spent 20 minutes trying to log into the system, despite the fact that I already have an MLB account. Then I had to get involved with their support on Twitter because a lot of us were having the same issue. Okay? Turns out, when we finally got in, I couldn't actually watch the game. Because I am in an area that is within, you know, within the, the uh, viewing area of the Cleveland Indians, because I'm in the Cleveland area, and I can watch it on Sports Time Ohio, it is blacked out for me on MajorLeagueBaseball.com, and it'll be live.com. Now, I'm sure this has some kind of, of ramifications between uh, broadcasting rights between them and Sports Time Ohio and the Indians or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was stupid to go ahead and advertise so we could watch the game for free only to find out that we can't, we're being blacked out because we live in an area code, or I'm sorry, a zip code that's within a driving distance of the Cleveland Indians because we have an affiliate, or in this case, because I've got cable and I can watch their actual main channel. Now, you may ask, well, Em, why didn't you just watch it from the Houston broadcast? Because I don't want to hear the Houston color commentary and because I don't want to hear the Houston uh, announcers talking about the game or see their stupid-ass commercials. And yes, I tried it anyways. It was awful. It screamed horrible. But it pisses me off. Look, assholes, if I wanted to watch it on television here or if I could, I would. I wouldn't have spent the hassle trying to get your website to work so that I could watch the game 
on your live stream because as good as streaming has become in years uh, in the last few years it's still not as good as watching something on television it's not the same quality and it's not going to be at least not anytime soon my guess is the majority of people who are watching it are either people out of state who can't get the game like Octail's got a problem with the NFL and the NBA because he's in he's in a different country or people like me who are in an office building or at work who can't just flip on a television in their office or their cubicle, but who could watch it on their computer. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was stupid. And I see no reason why that should be a problem. That should be worked out long ago if there's any kind of rights issues between companies. Now, having said that, I can see where Octave's coming from, and I can feel for him. I really don't see anything. I, I don't have a counter-argument to go against it. I'm all for what he's saying, which is it shouldn't be this difficult for somebody who's out of country to try and get access to that kind of media. And the fact that they're charging him an arm and a leg for what is becoming a worse service as time goes on is bullshit. Look, the NBA has actually made great strides with making the game of basketball an international sport. Over the last 10 or 15 years, the reason why, although with few exceptions... Well, I'm sorry, okay, there's been a few exceptions of the American Dream Team, I think like in 2004, that didn't do too well. But basketball has been much more competitive than when the original Dream Team got together and we fucking steamrolled people. Granted, we're still steamrolling people, but look at the NBA now. You have a lot of international players. Players from Portugal, players from Brazil, players from China, players from Spain, players from uh, from the Ukraine. Fuck, we had... Here in the United States, we had, granted he's an American, but he coached for years in in Israel. And then he was a coach of the Cavaliers and got us to a championship. The NFL and the NBA have made great strides in trying to make the game more international, especially the NFL. They are still talking, and they have for years now, of moving the Jacksonville Jaguars to London and having a team set up in London. I think it's a foolhardy venture that isn't going to work, but hey, it's their money. And right now, I don't really give a shit what happens to the NFL. I have absolutely no loyalty and no interest in watching it. It is... It is arguably the most popular American sport. I would say arguably. I don't think baseball is as far behind as it used to be. Baseball was the most popular American sport for 80 years. And the NFL kind of took over starting in the late 90s. And it was kind of back and forth for a while, and then it's been kind of, you know, king of the mountain as far as TV ratings goes for years. Because it's a casual it's a casual sport. It's done over with in four hours, and you're three hours, and you're done. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to have a, a high IQ to enjoy football. Sorry if that offends a lot of you, but it's true. You don't. Baseball, a little different story. Pisses me off, though, because it takes three hours about to end a baseball game, sometimes less. The exact same amount of time it takes to have a football game you know, start and end, you know, watching it on television. Well, yeah, baseball takes too long. Oh, really? Okay. There's a hell of a lot more going on, a hell of a lot more involved, and it's still done at the same time an NFL game is. But I digress. At any rate... I find it strange that the NFL and the NBA aren't making greater strides. They aren't trying to broaden the appeal and the access of this to people outside the market. And I'm not just talking about Americans or expatriates right now who are, are, are who are in other countries and then trying to watch things that are going on at home. I'm talking about people who actually are interested in the sport and follow it. 
American football is very popular in certain countries. I believe it's very popular in Australia. Pretty sure it's popular in Ireland. I would think that they would try to make those games more accessible to those people. And certainly not as expensive as it is. I don't know. Maybe that kind of bandwidth is expensive. Maybe it takes a lot of money to try and run it and stream something to somebody over there. I don't know. I'm able to connect to the Asian servers all the time, the European servers for Heroes of the Storm on Battle.net, then I'm not getting charged out the ass. I'm not streaming a three-hour football game, but that's once a week. I'm playing a lot of, or at least I was playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm, a lot of World of Warcraft, a lot of Warcraft 3, or what have you. I'm just pissed. I talked for 15, 20 minutes, and now I have to cut the whole thing out. What a waste. And didn't record. God damn. <sighs> Alright, time to get out of here. Alright, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, ended up going about an hour and a half. You know what? Now that I think about it, it's going to be like an hour when you finally download this whole thing because of that dead air. You know, maybe I should leave it in just to kind of drive on the point that I actually was talking. Someone could say, oh, he just said that, so we can, you know, just skip over all the articles. No, 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 no. Huh. I'm to make dinner, I'm hungry. Alright, uh, I want to thank, uh... Let's start from the top and work our way down. Uh, I would like to thank Gnomewise, the owner-proprietor of Alpha Geek Radio, for hosting us every week. If you would like to give your shot at video and podcasting, give them a call, alphageekradio.com. 15 bucks a month is your start. Gets you in the door. Everything you need. I want to thank our show contributor, Kalilu, for finding the articles that I actually did read and didn't record myself doing. Uh, I would like to thank Jay Cool for submitting some of the music we use. Uh, obviously, we didn't have a, a music break this week, but traditionally we do, and it's new music that he has submitted through the various acts that he uh, manages or his own particular material. I want to thank Straw Puppy, our social media guru who keeps the Facebook running. If you'd like to join us on Facebook, I highly encourage it. Uh, Emperor's Court for Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Emperor's Court. And you can see me get piled on by all of Nathan Fillion's psychophantic fans. <laughs> Some good stuff on there. If you are a patron, I thank you for your kind and generous hearts. The money that you pour into my coffers every single month. Uh, there is a hour episode of analysis of the debate last night. Um, a lot of the commercials and stuff that we've done in the past, a lot of other free stuff that's on there, well, not free, you pay for it, but stuff that's up there for the patrons, uh, that you've been told I put up there a few weeks after they air, uh, so if you want to go back and re-listen to them, you can, not everybody wants to cut them out of the show, uh, I get that, oh, shit, I want to thank Octail for doing You've Been Told, Jesus, it's the biggest segment, and I forgot to even thank him, I feel like an asshole. Uh, so there you go. So patrons, go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, the debate one's up. I have another one that's going up tomorrow night. It's been recorded. I've recorded it tonight. It's done. It's in the can. It's going up tomorrow evening. So enjoy that as well. It's about 40 minutes. I'm not going to give away the subject. Go ahead and look at it. All right, folks. Uh, that's it. Uh, nothing else going on. We will hopefully be back here on Sunday. And we'll do it all over again then. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Have a good night, everybody. So long. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Can't say goddamn one. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway.
pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible.